Welcome to Riding on Caffeine, the podcast where you can come along on a journey with a father and daughter as we attempt to write our first novels. I am Jonathan Franzone, and this is my daughter. Reagan, also Franzone. And Happy New Year, Reagan. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. We are recording this episode on January 1st, 2023, and our topic for this episode is New Year's themed but we'll get into that in a minute. Did you have any New Year's Eve um, get-togethers or plans? I laid in bed with the flu. Oh, that's right. You were <laughs> sick, which is why we're, we are recording this at my house again. Woohoo. That's, once again, my bad. <laughs> I think every time it's been my fault. <laughs> no, no. We were sick once, too. Oh, yeah. So two times my fault, one time your fault. Right. So what are you drinking today? I am drinking a... White chocolate peppermint mocha with half peppermint pumps from Starbucks and a glass of water. I am drinking water right now because I finished the peppermint mocha that you bought me, so thank you. My pleasure. Um, before we jump into our topic today, I have some good news. Ooh. We are finally on iTunes, Spotify, and Anchor.fm with this podcast. Now Avery can actually listen to us. That's right. So go to iTunes and subscribe and give us a five-star rating, please. We're talking to you, Avery. Today, um, in keeping with the New Year's theme, we will be talking about New Year's writing resolutions. Take it away. Okay. I have a couple resolutions. And I'm pretty sure I made all of these last year. And I think I blogged about it too. One of the first ones is something that I feel like every writer makes on New Year's, which is I want to write every single day. Yes. Every, I feel like every author says that they want to write on New Year's. And last year I said that I wanted to write 500 words a day. This year I'm lowering the bar and I just want to write five minutes a day. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Because if I can write for five minutes, then I'm at least staying in my world and I'm doing something. It's fresh in my mind, even if I don't go very far after that. Or it might, you know, prompt me to write 500 words or even a thousand words. Yeah. Generally, if you start out and just stick with it for five minutes, you'll have enough steam going to probably knock out 500 words. Mm -hmm. That's a great idea. Yeah. My, one of mine was actually to stick with the 500 words a day which I totally did not make this past year. Yeah. Not even either. close. I think I wrote 20 times this year. I think I sat <laughs> down and wrote 20 times Only this 20 year. times? Yeah. Well, I write um, for other things as well. I do some um, blogging, and I'm currently seeking a master's degree, which I have to write for. So there's other forms of writing that I do. But as far as fiction writing, I probably wrote about that much too, mm -hmm. maybe less. Well, I'm really excited because this past year I've, I'm, I'm a nurse and so I've been working, but I've been working a nine to five nursing job. So I've been at work every single day, but this year in a few weeks, I'll be switching to a three day a week, a week night shift position. Oh, that's nice. So I'll have four days off. So hopefully I'll get some more stuff done this year. So at least four days a week you should be writing. Yes. At least four. <laughs> um, so is, are there any other resolutions you have? Just write five minutes a day. I, would love to at least, I'm setting the bar really low for myself, complete my first draft. Yeah. I feel like that's really reasonable. But then again, we've been doing this podcast for how many months? And I've 
like completed like four chapters. So. <laughs> yeah, my my goal also was to finish the first draft by the end of the year. I think that's reasonable. Um, a lot of people in NaNoWriMo write a whole book in a month. It's really incredible that people do that. I know Brandon Sanderson can sit down and write a book in like three months. He's got a tracker on his website that I watch. Does he really? That he updates every time he writes of his upcoming releases and stuff. Oh, fascinating. It's I'm going to have to check that out. Really cool. And it'll like say like 100% done of first draft of this book, working on, you know, redrafting or whatever. It's really interesting. We should put one of those on our blog, our podcast site. We should. That would be really cool. We could track each of our writing on there. Maybe it would um, prompt us to be better at writing because <laughs> then it's going to say like chapter four for like eight months. <laughs> <laughs> Some public accountability. <laughs> Another resolution that I'm making is about reading, but I feel like that really coincides with writing. Yeah, because absolutely. I think it's really important as writers to also read. Yes, like Absolutely. If you're not, then you're not getting any new inspiration. You're not learning anything. I feel like reading, I learn a lot. And especially when I'm rereading books, which I do very often, like we were just talking about. I have time, like the first time I'm reading a book, I'm just absorbing the characters and the world and the main plot. And then the second time I read through it, I'm, you know, kind of picking apart side characters and side plots and more details and then by the third time i read through it which i do frequently unfortunately <laughs> um but the third time i'm like right now i'm rereading a book for the third time and it's like a 900 page book but i'm reading through it really fast but i'm also picking up a lot of writing techniques yeah that's fascinating that you do that i've i've got books that i like to reread but i'll read it and then i'll tell myself that i'm going to read it again later which usually means two or three years later. Yeah. There's just a couple books out there that I could read cover to cover and then just flip right back to the beginning and start reading it all over again. It's almost like a movie. You watch it one time and it's really good. And then you watch it a couple more times and every time you pick up something new mm-hmm. and it just becomes uh, more meaningful to you. Yeah, definitely. What about you? Do you have any other New Year's resolutions? No, the main ones were to finish um, the first draft, to write 500 words every single day, and that's basically it. I think if I can do those two things, then – well, if I think I think if I can do the 500 words a day, then I'll finish the first draft. Oh, yeah. You'll probably finish it in like two months. Right. So the key is consistency. Yeah, unfortunately. I, that's, that's something that's so <laughs> – basic and so frustrating to me because I'll be like looking up like tips and tricks for writing and all of them are just like write every single day. And I'm like, duh, I knew that. But is there a way to make that easier? No. (laughs) Yeah. Literally every single one I've ever looked at, that's the first tip, Mm -hmm. write every single day. Yeah. Consistency. And I'm like, yes, but I am the most inconsistent person in the universe. (laughs) So to help us, we also have a habit tracker app that you and I are partners on. Yes. And so one of our habits is writing. Hopefully that works out. Yeah, we'll be able to check up on each other and encourage one another to keep writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your favorite book that you read this year? I actually answered this question on Twitter earlier today. No, it was yesterday. Um, so somebody asked the very same question, what book? What was your favorite book that you read this year? And I answered two. 
a fiction and a nonfiction. So my favorite book that I read this year was Rhythm of War by Brandon, Brandon Sanderson. Sanderson. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fourth book in the Stormlight series. And then uh, my favorite nonfiction work that I read this year was Fault Lines by Vody Bauckham. Hmm. And it's an analysis of the current state of evangelicalism, the church, and how critical race theory has come in and caused a great rift in the church and is even attacking the gospel. So hmm, That sounds good. And how about you? You know, I'm trying to think. And off the top of my head, when I'm thinking about all the books that I read this year, I can think of the worst book I read this year. But um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of my favorite book that I read this year. The book that must not be named. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, we're not going to talk about it. I'm trying to think. I did read, finish reading the first Mistborn series this year, and that was really good like as a collection. Right. But I did not read the first one this year, so I can't say that yeah. like I finished the first one last year and then I read the rest of them this year or I guess last year. Yeah. So because the first one is my favorite and that group is like one of my favorite pieces of fiction that I've read. Yeah. The first three Mistborn. Mm-hmm. But the last one I hated. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the, my love for the first one kind of evens that out. I right. feel like, so I'm trying to think, because I'm really not sure what my favorite book that I read this year was. Yeah, the Mistborn series is one of those that I keep telling myself, I'm going to read that again. See, this is my problem, because I do want to go back and read that one again, and I would, but then I would have to read the other ones, and then I would be stuck reading the last Mistborn book for an entire year. Because I'd start it, and then I'd be like, I forgot how much I hate this, and then I would just freeze on it. You're talking about Alloy of Law? No, I'm talking about Hero of Ages. Oh, you the, hated that one. I Just the way it ended? The way it ended was terrible, and it was so slow. And they kept, <laughs> they kept, one of my pet peeves in books is when they've got like eight different viewpoints, which isn't a problem, but like four of them are viewpoints that I absolutely despise. Right. Yeah. And so you're reading from viewpoints, and you're like, I really hate this storyline. Can we just jump back to the other one, please? <laughs> I'm almost tempted to skip them. You but could come up with a help guide of point of view page numbers. So if people want to just skip certain points of view. That's a good idea. But see, would it make the story incoherent? It absolutely would. <laughs> yeah. So then it doesn't even count. Yeah. So I'm trying to think. I don't even know. I did read, I read a lot of like fantasy fiction this year, but not a lot of it was like great. It was all just kind of, eh. Yeah. Yeah. None of it was like really stood out to me very much. Nonfiction, I did read um, The Art of Animation by Mike DiMartino and Brian Konetsko are the people who created Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And it's like this big information book about how they created the series, which was really interesting to me because my brain likes facts like that, especially about things that I really enjoy. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, I have no idea. I did finish The Shadow of What Was Lost, though, which I thought was really good. Yeah, I thought it was good, too. No, I didn't read that. Sorry. No, you didn't. <laughs> I thought you were talking about um, Shadows of Self. No. Which you haven't read yet, right? No, I haven't. I'm talking about the book by James Islington that I was reading. Right. I finally finished that. It was really good, but I'm scared to start the second one because it's huge. Yeah. I've still got my huge Ayn Rand book that I need to finish. 
I guess it's going on this year's list. <laughs> yeah. I started it back in March, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> it's There are just some books that are like that. It just takes so long to read them. I should try to power through it at the beginning of the year. And just get it over with. And just with. knock it out. It actually was getting good when I left off reading it last time. Sometimes you just got to muscle through it. So yeah, reading books is a good way to help um, with your writing. It gives you ideas. Not that you're stealing ideas, but mm -hmm. it helps you to see how other people build worlds and build characters and put all those things together in stories. And so I think it just stimulates your own creativity and allows you to be a better writer. Well, it's really interesting to me, too, if I'm, like, reading a series and I see, like, a certain plot point or, like, a specific element of a story and then I'm reading a different story and I see something very similar. Yeah. And people accept both of them. And I'm like, it's not stealing. <laughs> but in my head, I kind of like, they stole it from them. But it's not because it's... Some things are so reused and cliched that they're not really plagiarism. They're not stealing... For instance, in a lot of fantasy books, you have elves. Mm -hmm. And so everybody is stealing from J.R.R. Tolkien. Right. <laughs> That's It's really interesting to me, just seeing all of that. Especially in like new fantasy, and especially if it's not epic fantasy, it's just like kind of shortish, maybe sometimes like YA fantasy. Right. I see like a lot of like repetition or a lot of very similar like tropes or character types. Yeah. But I mean, that's what people like. And so that's what people write. Yeah. And if you want to sell fiction, then I think you do have to stay with some tropes. Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to write a fantasy novel with elves, you can't have the elves mining under a mountain because <laughs> that would completely break the stereotype of elves and people would probably hate your book. We should write that book. Maybe we should. <laughs> <laughs> we should do it. And have the dwarves live in trees. Little short, fat guys like hanging from the trees. That would be fun. Actually, Terry Brooks, um, he wrote um, the Shannara series. And I believe it was the Sword of Shannara. It was the first book in the series. Um, he has the, the typical elves and dwarves, but he had his dwarves. They were almost the stereotypical dwarves, but they also um, were like gardeners. So they they took care of the land and like were gardening, which was it was a little different. But they were in every other aspect, they were basically the same as every other dwarf you read about. Mm. That would be interesting. Yeah, so he kind of made it his own. We'll have to put that on a list of things to maybe write one day. Now, let me ask you this: What books would you like to read this year? What books would I like to read? Well, I've mentioned some that I would like to finish reading. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I haven't I haven't looked at that yet. Last year, I actually put together a list at the beginning of the year in January of things that I wanted to read. And some were specific books, and then some were just, I want to read something by this author. I'll probably do something similar. Probably some of the books that I want to read this year are some of the books on that list that I didn't get to. Mm -hmm. So there's one by Kevin J. Anderson. It has dragon in the title, and that's about all I can remember. Interesting. Um, but it looked like a fascinating fantasy novel. Love dragons. Which I thought I would read, but I never got to it. So maybe I'll put that back on the list and mm -hmm. try to read it. Yeah. How about you? 
I would like to start the Way of Kings series by Brandon Sanderson. Yes, absolutely. I received that for Christmas, and I would love to start reading that soon. It looks very interesting and not steampunk, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. There's, there's no steampunk in that series. Um, that would it be is, really good. It is an excellent series. Highly recommend. Keeping with being a Brandon Sander fan. That's right. Um, I would Except also... Except that you insulted one of his books earlier. He's probably not going to well, you know, endorse us in I any way. I have the right to my opinion. I feel like you would understand that. <laughs> um, I would also like to read his kind of standalone novels, Elantris and... Elantris is great, yeah. Rhythm of War. Or is that... No, no that's, that's not it. It's Warbreaker. Um, Warbreaker, yeah. Which is also a great, great book. I've read that one and I also listened to an audio book. Hmm. Um, of it, which was done in a dramatic reading, Ooh. so it had different voices and sound effects. It was it was really good. Mm-hmm. I'd also like to finish the Shadows of What Was Lost. It's called the Lycanius trilogy, I okay. think. Um, so I'd like to finish those. Maybe, maybe That's, it's a very very deep fantasy, like Brandon Sanderson. So I can't read both of them at the same time, or else my brain might melt. Yeah. Oh, I also for Christmas. I got um, Dune. I got a nice hardcover collector's version of it, so I would probably like to read that again. I read it a long time ago and loved it. Hmm. I would also like to reread the Fireblood series. Oh, yeah. I think that would be really interesting. And I've got a book on my shelf that I've been meaning to read called The Atlas Six. The Atlas Six. It's a new, like, dark academia fantasy novel. It looks really interesting. Hmm. I can't remember off the top of my head what it's about, but I remember reading the back and being like, oh, that looks really cool. And it's really popular right now. So I'd like to read that too. And I'm also currently still reading the third Divergent book. Oh, yeah. Allegiant, I think is what it's called. I heard that I'm going to hate the ending though, so I'm kind of dragging my feet. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Thank you for joining us in this sixth episode of Writing on Caffeine. We hope you'll join us again in two weeks. Please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Anchor, and be sure to visit the website, writingoncaffeine.com, where you can view the show notes and subscribe to our email list so that you never miss an episode. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I feel like... Um, Hold on. That's our podcast kitty (laughs) going to get out.